You're a monster! Welcome in to another episode of the Football Monsters Podcast. Your boy Caleb is back. We got a lot of news we got to talk about. We've got some running backs to talk about. Going to throw out my top 12. Hey, just to let you guys know, this is going to be subject to change. Just due to some injuries, things that seem to be kind of happening, but haven't really came out yet. We'll have to kind of see. Obviously, someone like... Alvin Kamara, we don't know, as his uh, lawsuit keeps getting pushed back, his court data, I should say, so we don't really know if he's going to be missing time. I'm assuming, I'm assuming he's going to be missing four to six games. We'll have to wait and see. And if you guys are new, listening to us for the first time, one, we just say thank you. But two, you can follow us at the Monsters FB on all of our social media pages, we try to be out there as often as possible. You can ask us questions, talk about some concerns. Obviously, we'll be posting as much as we can about all of these injuries, 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 injuries. But uh, we'll try and keep up, man. They just keep seeming to come and come and come. Just kind of like last season, ACL. You get an ACL injury. You get an ACL injury. So, But you can follow us on, again, the Monsters FB on all of our social media pages. Come hang out with us. Come have some fun. Let's go ahead and jump into some monster news. First things first, injuries again. I feel like we uh, went through this last season. Everybody just getting hurt before the season started, going through training camps, uh, going through preseason whatnot. I mean, it was awful. And it's just reminding me again, kind of how last year, I don't know what the difference is, but I want to say that there's something going on out in Denver. I don't know what's going on out in Denver. I, you know, I, I wanted to sit there and think that, okay, Got Russell Wilson out there. This team's ready for a Super Bowl run, all those kinds. And they still are. But guys, this is the third freaking season in a row. They now have a wide receiver that has an ACL tear. Tim Patrick is now out for the season. He was a sneaky player that I was looking at, honestly, looking at very late. But looking at nonetheless, because I think he's a up-and-comer, especially with Russell Wilson. But... He's now done for the year. And it again, three years in a row. So it started with Cortland Sutton just a couple of years ago. KJ Hamler last year out for the season. All three of these guys are missing seasons. And I just don't know what's going on, man. If it's the training staff, it's a, if it's the field, like the practice field, if it's, I, I don't know what it is, but something is going on up in Denver because having three wide receivers in three years have ACL tears and season injury, uh, season ending injuries, uh, that seems fishy. So, going to have to really figure out what's going on in Denver because you got to stop that from happening. You, you guys need these guys on the field. So, another one, James Washington was hurt at practice. Um, as of right now, I haven't really seen what the extent is. I'm sure it's out there. Just haven't, haven't focused too much on it. But it is kind of a big blow for Dallas, depending on how long he will be out, just because they are now very thin at wide receiver. Um, all the more reason why James Washington was going to be a key piece this year. Uh, Dalvin Cook has a hand injury not too significant obviously this far before season starts but we got to keep an eye on it because he does do a lot of catching out of the backfield and we want to make sure that uh, he can do that otherwise what's the point <laughs> uh, yeah, and he has to hold on to the football 
Uh, haven't heard more about this. I don't know if they're just keeping it under wraps, but I, and I also know that he's kind of a beast anyway, but Matthew Stafford ended up stopping throwing the other day and left practice because he was having some elbow pain. Uh, that's not something you want to hear this early in the season. So, or this early in the off season, uh, preseason esque type. But anyways, you just don't want to hear this at all. So we'll have to keep an eye on what Matthew Stafford's going to look like. Cause shoot, man, if, if he goes down, that team's done. Very disappointing for the returning Super Bowl champions. Then Amari Cooper and Sky Moore also left practice. And uh, honestly, guys, this is just kind of kind of the ones I, I felt like digging out. So I know there was plenty more. Obviously, there's a bunch on the defensive side as well. Keep an eye. There's a bunch of fights going on this week so far, too. I know it's getting hot in some of these places, but man, Josh Allen got into a little bit of a scuffle at the end of practice. Um, but another big news. And I'm actually kind of frustrated with this one, to be honest, but some more big news. The Dolphins tampering that finally got taken care of. They lost a first round in 2023, a third rounder in 2024. But guys, and all, and, and I know that Stephen Ross was fined, but I, I kind of don't feel like that's enough. You know, um, I look at Calvin Ridley betting, you know, <sighs> considered kind of tampering, you know, a little bit, even though he wasn't even in the facility trying to make these adjustments. He, he wasn't even on the field. He was just making bets against the NFL. They're, the way that the NFL just does suspensions, I'm still kind of fed up with the lack of suspension that Sean Watson got. I think it's total crap. Uh, but that, again, I might be, might be the oddball out here. But I just don't think this is enough. I mean, I know the fine was decent, but I mean, to him, that's just not much. I know that uh, they also came out and said that they didn't really have any good, you know, good evidence to say that Brian Flores was, you know, asked to do this and and lose games and whatnot. But I mean, the integrity here for the Dolphins is already shaken now anyway. So I'm not going to put it past the fact that that took place. But I'm just going to put it this way. I'm not a Dolphins fan, so I don't really care too much. But I'm, I'm ashamed to see this and I will never ever support this team as long as Steven Ross is in ownership. Um, they, they've got a lot of work to do to get, to kind of get my vote back that they should even be there. I think he should be removed as owner and we should just figure out something else. But I just don't think this was a hefty enough fine at all for tampering when it comes to trying to get Tom Brady and Sean Payton into your facility. I think that's total crap. So um, of course, Deshaun Watson, I already kind of mentioned a little bit. He got a six-game suspension. We all know that by now. I just don't, again, man, I just don't think it's enough. You know, again, Calvin Ridley's gone the whole season for betting against the NFL. This guy allegedly had 66 massage therapists, 24 of which were putting in, you know, cases against him for, again, alleged sexual assault. I don't, oh, man, let me see if I can pull this up real quick. I just, I can't think of anything less than a year that would make sense to me. It's, it's very irritating. So let's just, let's just toss out a few. So a few suspensions that are in the past. So Kevin Ridley, 17 game suspension because he bet again, bet on his own team. Uh, Josh Gordon, obviously his weed charges. I mean, 25 plus games altogether. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, trace amounts. I mean, again, this is a whole nother thing, can of worms too, but trace amounts of PEDs in a system got an automatic six-game suspension. 
Uh, can't even think of this guy's name, but there was a guy for Cincinnati, defensive player. Can't think of it all of a sudden for some reason, but he got that targeting suspension, 12 games automatically. And then, of course, six games for Deshaun Watson. It's garbage. Absolute garbage. Let me know your guys' thoughts on this. And we're going to go ahead and jump into my top 12 running backs for you guys. All right, so first on my list, I don't think, well, I don't know. I've been going back and forth. This may be a surprise. It may not be. It depends on who you want to talk to. There's a lot of people that are kind of talking about one and honestly my third kind of going back and forth. But I got Jonathan Taylor. I am a little butthurt, to be honest, about Christian McCaffrey and the season or lack thereof that he's been providing in the last few years. You know, obviously he is incredibly talented when he's on the field and he will most likely be the best running back in the league if he can play all 17 games. I'm just betting on the fact that he's not, you know. And I mean, I think that Carolina, looking at the the team that they're putting together, they really need him to stay healthy. They need him to be on the field. So I think they're not going to run him as much as they used to. So I got Jonathan Taylor. And honestly, looking at his season last year, um, why, where else would you put him? I don't think, let's see, look at this. This is the craziest stat I think I've ever been able to say. And I, I have to go back and just look at some prior years of Derrick Henry to even see if, if he did anything crazy like this, because he probably did too. Weeks four through the end of the season, almost at the end of the season, I should say. So let's see, week four through weeks 15. He had a touchdown each game, at least. One game he had two. One game he had four. Another game he had two. Another game he had two. I mean, this guy was lights out. Ended up only scoring two in his last uh, four games. But, I mean, seriously. The amount of touchdowns this guy got. And it's so funny because you go and look at some of these things. I mean, he had 100-yard games over, I mean, almost 200-yard games. And people especially some of my friends that are fans, not running the ball enough. Uh, he had 32 touches here, 32 touches there, 21 there, 29, 27, 20. <laughs> I mean, the dude, he was getting touches, guys. You just can't run him 40 or 50 times a game, which is what you would rather do than have Carson Wentz throw your freaking football for you, which is why he's no longer in Indianapolis and he's losing his mind now out in Washington where they already want to get rid of him as well. So, Jonathan Taylor, easily number one. I think he will reg regress a little bit. I can't imagine 18 touchdowns again on the ground. Uh, <laughs> that's not normal. Um, so I do think that's going to regress a little bit. He's going to have to get some more receiving work, which is where I know he can do it, but he needs to really get some. I mean, 40, 40 receptions on 51 targets isn't great. I really think he can get up to that 70 mark, which is where he's going to be that elite pass catching and rushing kind of dual threat back I think he definitely has the ability and I would love to kind of see the split a little bit more closer I mean obviously if he had 12 or 13 I mean even upwards of 15 touchdowns on the ground but he had like five in the air I mean that I would rather see that than 18 on the ground and two in the air so but yeah Jonathan Taylor is easily going to be in my opinion the number one back this year and this is maybe where it gets a little dicey for some people. I'm going to get some flack like I got last week with some of my running back picks, which you guys just need to get over it um, because I'm going to be right and you guys are going to be wrong, and that's fine. 
But uh, Austin Eckler, I got at number two. And the reason I got Austin Eckler is kind of like how I just explained um, Jonathan Taylor to you guys. He is one of the quintessential uh, rushing and receiving type backs. I mean, he's just, he's incredible. Almost 1,000 yards on the ground. I shouldn't say almost. Close to 900 yards on the ground. But 900 yards on the ground. 12 touchdowns. Almost 650 in the air. 70 receptions, which I know he can get more than that. And 8 in the air. And see, that is the same amount of touchdowns that Jonathan Taylor got. 20 altogether. But the split just makes a little bit more sense. And Jonathan Taylor did finish number one last year. Austin Eckler did finish number two. I really think that this is going to continue because, one, that team got really good. But that division also is very good, and they're going to have to put up a lot of points to win that division. And I think Austin Eckler is going to be a huge part of that. So um, I don't anticipate him getting anything smaller than what he did last year. I think he did a really good job, and he's going to continue doing that as well. Now, guys, for everybody that's complaining that I don't have Christian McCaffrey on my list, I do. It's okay. He's at number three. But again, the reason he's dropped for me is it's not the fact that he is not talented. I mean, when he's on the field, he's posting 25-point games. Easy as that. It's just he's not on the field, and that's what's killing me. Seven games last year. The year before that, he only played three. And now the three years before that, he was fine. Played all 16. And in those three years, he finished 10, 2, and 1. He's very good, but the last two games, he's only, or last two seasons, he's only played 10 games. And that is what I can't have. And in one of those years, check this out. In 2020, guys, he had five touchdowns on the ground, one in the year, six touchdowns in three games. Six touchdowns in three games. I mean, seriously, he is incredible. But I only got him at number three is, again, because of the risk to me, I think it's high risk, high reward. I mean, if he's going to play a full season, he's easily going to be the number one running back in fantasy this year. I just bet I'm betting on the fact that he's not. So I'm not going to blame you guys if you want to take him first or if you want to take him second. Honestly, I probably won't have him in any of my leagues, even if I'm drafting third. Uh, but I, again, I see just how talented this guy is, and I'm not going to not going to not have him at the top of my ranking. <laughs> I'm not looking for that much flack, but he, you know, again. It, it's just that risk. That risk makes me very nervous. And that risk also comes into my next guy. So I know typically Derrick Henry, who I have at number four, he doesn't have many injuries. He usually plays all of his all of his games. He always really has. He's had maybe a one-off thing here and there. But man, that injury last year really, really struck me. And the reason it struck me is because he's 28. So he's getting up there in age. And... It was a broken bone in his foot. And you guys got to remember that Derrick Henry is almost 250 pounds. I mean, he is 6'3", but he's 250 pounds as a running back. He's big. He's very, very big. I mean, he's just, he's, he's seriously, he's massive. So for me, it's a lot of weight that he's trying to put on his, on his feet every time he's trying to make cuts and bowl people over. And I don't think his style of football is going to change. But if Derrick Henry can stay healthy, he's going to be, again, top five. He always seems to be. But he has to stay healthy again. I'm not as worried. I don't have as high of a risk grade on Derrick Henry as I do Christian McCaffrey. The reason is is because it's only happened one time. Christian McCaffrey's happened two years in a row. But, again, 28 and McCaffrey's 26. 
but 28 with a foot injury. They're already saying that he's not going to play the preseason because they want him the whole year. You know, the stuff like that just makes me nervous. But I still have him at number four because that risk isn't as high. Um, but there are, you know, there's a few guys behind him that could be just as good. And you never know. These rankings could possibly change moving forward. We'll just have to kind of wait and see. Down to my next guy. Oh, no, I just moved my stuff. There we go. Okay, we're good. We're back. I got Joe Mixon. I, obviously, I liked Joe Mixon last year. There's a lot of talk about it. Um, I thought he was going to have a great year, and he did. He ended up having a very solid year. Uh, it was just a very consistent year. Uh, he did finish uh, He did finish fourth in PPR, third in standard, if you had him in standard. He did end up with 16 touchdowns, 13 on the ground, three in the air. Again, his receiving work, though, you know, he, he can catch the ball, and he just never seems to get that receiving work the way that you think he would. I, I easily could see him being, you know, four or 500 yards receiving. And I don't even think he's never gotten close to that. This is the first time he's even eclipsed 300. And that just kind of blows my mind a little bit. But with everything changing out there, they've got a better O-line now. Uh, obviously, if Joe Burrow can continue to progress the way he has, Jamar Chase another season under his belt, and he already was incredible last year. Still got T. Higgins. I mean, this this offense is just ready to roll. So, and I don't see Joe Mixon's role changing at all. Uh, I think they, he, if anything, they need to play him more. There was games where it was like third down and they're just, they didn't have him on the field. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I mean, I think uh, if I'm not mistaken, I don't remember if it was the Super Bowl. It might have been the Super Bowl when, when I was watching. Oh, I can't remember. It was one of the playoffs games, but I was watching the Bengals and I'm just sitting here thinking to myself, where's Joe Mixon? Why is he not on the field? They had like Samaji P. Ryan on there, you know, and I want to say it was like less than five, six minutes left in the game. And I'm sitting here just like, so I had to be in the Super Bowl because that's when they were losing. Uh, but I was just sitting here thinking like, why is P. Ryan in the game? What, was he just at a block? I mean, this is, this is a joke. I mean, so Joe Mixon just needs to be, I mean, again, he's only 26 too, guys. He's been in the league five years. He's 26. Just gonna, I, I think he's poised for just a very, another extremely solid year, consistent year. Um, I don't think he's going to have like those boomer bust games like he, you know, has kind of had in the past where he's where he's finished favorably. Um, but this year is just going to be another consistent, and I think it's going to be a step up because this offense is also going to be a step up. So another guy, obviously number six, I got Dalvin Cook. Obviously, Dalvin Cook could be a little bit higher. I'm not going to deny it. You know, the last couple of years he's finished at two and at six. But last year he finished 16th. He only played 13 games. He only played 14 um, the two years before that. And the year before that, he only played 11. And he already is now having a hand injury and preseason really hasn't even started. This, this guy's just an injury nightmare. Um, honestly, if if I was if someone wanted to ask me, so you guys can ask me later because I'll just have the same answer if you want. But if someone was going to ask me if there was a player that's on my top twelve right now that easily could finish outside the top twelve, Dalvin Cook and Christian McCaffrey would be my answers, and it's all because of injuries. Can't if you can't make the if you can't play on the field, then you can't score me points. And as much as I l- freaking love me some Dalvin Cook because he is another very very talented running back, again just like Christian McCaffrey. He can't stay on the field. So we'll just kind of see. I mean, they're already talking about how uh, he should be seeing some more targets this past year or this coming year. I will say that 
you know, he has seen more targets in the past. Obviously, 2019, he had 63 targets, 54 the, the next year, and then 49 the year after that. It's always been about touchdowns on the ground, though. I mean, even the year he had 63 targets, he had 500 yards, over 500 yards receiving, didn't even have a receiving touchdown. Just, I mean, there, there you go. Just no receiving touchdowns. He's had one receiving touchdown. Nope, sorry, three in his career. One in the past three years. I mean, that just tells you a little bit about that offense. But but Dalvin Cook, he's at number six. Now, a guy that could be coming on the rise, but the reason he is listed where I have him is because of this team. <laughs> Poor dude. Uh, he also didn't practice on Tuesday, which was kind of interesting. It was a foot injury. Another guy you want to keep an eye on. Um, but I got Najee Harris. I Again, just another very, very talented running back. If you can't imagine, there's a lot of talented running backs right now but all just kind of hinges on these teams. This team is, uh, they lost Big Ben. You got Mitchell Trubisky that possibly is going to be your your week one starter, depending on what they're going to think about Kenny Pickett going through this, uh, going through preseason. Offense eh, got a little bit better. Obviously, they got George Pickens. Uh, I still have Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson. Love me some Deontay Johnson, Pat Firemuth. But it's this offensive line, man. This offensive line has just gotten rough. It was rough last year. I just, uh, I don't know. He still ended up having a very favorable year, almost over 1,200 yards, seven touchdowns, and almost 500 yards in the receiving game. He swung 94 targets, 74 receptions, which is awesome. Absolutely. I mean, he needs to stay there. And I think that's only going to help because of the fact that Mitchell Trubisky is just not a stellar quarterback. I think he'll be fine in the offense, but they really need Najee Harris to be the focal point in that backfield. And I think he can be. Uh, they just It's just all going to come down to that offensive line. But I do think that if they can figure that offensive line out, I mean, he ran behind a lot of it last year and still did extremely well. So I'm still anticipating for Najee Harris to have a very standout and stellar second year. Next guy on my list. Whew, geez, I only got a few left. Thank goodness. Uh, next guy on my list... <laughs> another guy that I just think has been rather consistent since he's gotten onto his new team, which has been great. Uh, but that is Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette, even the end of 2020, people kind of forget because he didn't finish very high. He only played 13 games. Didn't finish very high, but he ended up scoring six touchdowns, 300 yards on the ground, a majority of which he did later in the season. But in 2021, played 14, 811 yards, eight touchdowns, two receiving, almost 500 yards in receiving, which is also kind of crazy. He only did that one other time in 2019 where he also finished seventh at the running back position. The one thing you do have to note with him is he does seem to have this every other year good year. Um, I know that he did, you know, it was blown up on his social media that he came in overweight and all this kind of stuff. Look, I'm not going to knock him for that. He didn't look like Eddie Lacy when he came back, so I'm not going to say that that's that big of a deal yet because he can probably lose a bunch. That's what you have practices for. I mean, obviously, when you're, you know, I know as a father, when you got kids and you got to do all this running around and try to spend time with your family and things like that, you know, the last thing you're doing is trying to, man, I got to work out for four hours or whatever. So not running cone drills. <laughs> I mean, it's just not going to happen. You know, all my fathers that don't play, you know, sports, you know, Say what's up. But uh, I think he'll be fine. But, you know, again, he seems to have every other year. Uh, let's see, 9, then 40, 7, then 35, 
six, and we'll see what happens here. Now, one of those years in 2018, he was obviously hurt and the knee injury. So, but it's just again, it's Tom Brady. You know, Ryan Jensen is hurt, which could kind of cause some issues, but it's still Tom Brady in this offense. They got so many receiving rep weapons. It's freaking insane. I think that Leonard Fournette's going to be able to just run all over the place because they're going to have to try and cover Julio Jones and Mike Evans, eventually Chris Godwin. Um, you know, Tyler Johnson's still there. Um, Russell Gage as well. I mean, this this wide receiver core is insanely deep. I don't think I've ever seen a wide receiver core this deep. It's seriously, absolutely freaking insane. Um, so Leonard Fournette, I think, is going to be able to have his way. Next on my list, and the reason I've dropped is because I think he's going to have some regression too because at one point I was just sitting here thinking, um, he's just scoring two touchdowns and two touchdowns and two touchdowns, and you know he's just scoring touchdowns left and right. But that's James Conner. Now, I will say one of the reasons why I do have him up high, though, is because I did end up moving Chase Edmonds, or he signed in Miami. Uh, I don't think there's really anything. Daryl Williams came in, but, you know, Benjamin, I'm not worried about. Obviously, Kyler Murray's still going to be there. He's got to figure out his COVID situation right now, but that's not going to worry about in the middle, you know, during the season. Uh, But I think he's still going to, you know, he's going to have some regression as far as his touchdowns go. I mean, it it was very freaking efficient. If you look, he only had 202 attempts for 750 yards and 15 touchdowns. That's just, that's a lot. So, and now if he gets more touches, he gets up to about like 250, 270, even up to that 300, you know, having 15 touchdowns is plausible. But if he sees 200 again, I don't think he's going to see it unless it's all goal line work. Um, you know, I mean, he is a big back at 230. So we'll see. But I, don't, I can't imagine them running Daryl Williams that much. One that's another one that could possibly jump out. The only reason he's going to jump out of my top 12 is just because of a suspension. That's going to be Alvin Kamara. Obviously, he mentioned some games last year. Still finished the season at the number eight because he is that freaking good. Uh, but he is, he is, has his court dates been pushed back to September 29th. But uh, we'll just kind of have to wait and see if that suspension is going to be because now we're going to be into the season. So we don't know what that's going to look like, but I'm anticipating he's going to lose four to six games if that's the case. Um, You know, just because of that, I don't even know if it's going to be worth drafting him. If he does end up getting that push somehow to where he goes the next season or whatever, he's still going to be worth it because he is that just, he is that talented. But just keep in mind that a suspension should be coming. All right, so next on my list, I got a number 11. I think it's poised to have a huge season. And watch, this is one of my favorite teams coming into this season. I'm not going to lie. But DeAndre Swift, I got a number 11. I think he's going to have a huge year. I'm not worried about Jamal Williams. I know everybody else kind of is. But, man, I think this tandem with Amon Ra and now DJ Chark and Jamison Williams went healthy. TJ Hawkinson. Dude, I, guys, I'm I'm not going to lie. I'm really kind of excited to watch Detroit play this year. And it's funny because all my Detroit fans are sitting here like, don't get sucked into it. Don't do it. Don't do it. But you know what? I am, man. I might even be rocking my Detroit jersey this year. Now it is Calvin Johnson. But <laughs> still, point being is I think DeAndre Swift is going to have a stellar season this year. He's been kind of up and down a little bit, obviously, with some injuries. But again, if he can stay healthy... I think he's going to be fantastic. 4.09 yards per carry last year, 4.5 the year before that, and he also 78 targets on 62 receptions last year for almost 500 yards. 
and that's 7.29 yards per catch, which is really freaking good. And the year before that, he has 7.6 or 7.7. So he really can get downfield if he needs to. He's he's very versatile out of the backfield as far as rushing the ball up the middle, going outside, and obviously receiving. I think that he's going to be able to really make a bunch of people miss. I'm really excited to see what DeAndre Swift is going to do this year. And then last but not least, I've got Aaron Jones at number 12. And honestly, I kind of went back and forth. He's always finished up there. But this team's just kind of eh to me this year. I'm not really overly excited to see the Packers play um, for a few reasons. One, I'm just not really happy with Aaron Rodgers. That whole situation has kind of bugged me, but whatever. But Aaron Jones, I think, is going to be a huge piece, and he's going to see a ton of targets this year. Last year, he only saw 65. I think he's going to see upwards of 80 this year because I think Aaron Rodgers is very comfortable with Aaron Jones on this team, but he's not going to be as comfortable with a lot of other, these wide receivers. So I think Aaron Jones is not just going to be getting a lot of rushing attempts. I think his, his targets are just going to skyrocket. I'm really hoping that I'm really hoping and seeing that he's going to probably get into that 80, even 90 target range because they're, those targets are going to have from Devonte Adams are going to have to go to somewhere and it's not all going to be going to these wide receivers. I'm not a fan of Christian Watson. And Sammy Watkins ain't getting nothing. Alan Lazard is is now poised to be your number one. Ugh, you know, I don't think he's going to get all those targets. So, And they've still got Randall Cobb there. But Aaron Jones is going to round out that number 12. I think Aaron Jones is going to be a fine number one. And guys, we're still not even gotten into like Ezekiel Elliott and Saquon Barkley, David Montgomery, Javante Williams, Nick Chubb, place people like that. So stay tuned for later this week. I'll be doing my 24. My next 12, so my, all my number twos, we'll be able to go through there. And then I'll even give you guys some late round picks that I think could have stellar seasons coming up. So let me know what you guys think of my list. Don't be so harsh like you guys were last week. But again, because you guys can just get over it, I really don't care. Um, I love what my list looks like right now. And I'm going to be ecstatic when I get to prove you guys all wrong this, this upcoming year. So, um, But thanks again, guys, for listening to another episode of the Football Monsters podcast. And we're going to catch you next time. You can hold me back. Yeah, I'm coming for you. I'm not heater on you. No, I'm just telling you the facts. Oh, these chains can keep me down. Yeah. I can be ruby in the mood. I can be rotten. I can be cool, man, like a fool, but never forgotten. Creeping in the dark, waiting for you.